This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. WF is live. Few sound issues on this week's chain wrestling, but stick with it, it works out okay. Sound issues are lame! Everybody, hello, Les Battersby. Good evening, good evening, hello. <laughs> this is Andy from Bang Bang Podcast. How are you doing, mate? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm well, I'm a bit hungover, but we'll get to that in a bit. But, um, I'm honored, honored to be with you guys. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love it, love it, mate. It's uh, it's gonna be an adventure, I think. A Bang Bang Podcast and Chain Wrestling <laughs> crossover, and it's live, so it's not even like we can edit. Well, like the podcast version gets edited, but this will this cannot be edited. What could possibly go wrong? I know. I normally edit out all the funny bits from our show, as you can tell. So this could be uh, this could be very interesting. So, right. <laughs> Apparently, my volume level isn't very good. So if I'm too quiet for anybody, please let me know. Uh, it's a bit up and down with this headset. I have got a new mic I've been trying, but then that failed on me yesterday. So not very good, is it? Eh? Mate, mate, I can hear you all right. So excellent stuff. Excellent. The accent's stuff. a bit dodgy, but. Well, it's not too dissimilar to yours, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway.
evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Sai and Not Mags, a Radio Attackers production. I am Sai, and with me this week is the Bristol Wurzel to my Gloucester Fergal, the main event <laughs> to my less than 100%. I've been off work today, I'm a bit poorly, mate. I've had a, I've had a jiffy oh, tummy. I've had a jiffy yeah. tummy. But basically, I've had the shits, so it's not been a good thing. Bit scared you, to cough, um, it's happening. Oh, one of those. Have you taken yeah. anything for it? No, I feel alright now. I feel alright now. Yeah. I feel alright as well now. I was off work earlier. A bit jippy, mate. A bit jippy, but there we go. Okay. A podcaster that cannot figure out why Scrumpy the Robin won't return his calls. Bang, bang, Andy. Glorious to have you on the show, my friend. It's an honour to be to be on uh, Chain Wrestling. Filling in, I'm um, stepping into some very big shoes, obviously, uh, with the great man not being here. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's lovely. I've, I mean, I've always been a part of the CWF. Normally in the bath this time of night on, yeah, a, on a Thursday. Yeah. You bathed um, early tonight, didn't you? I did. I did. I got it in early because I knew, you know, I was gonna. I couldn't do this from the bath. The signal in my bathroom is horrendous. I've tried recording life from there before and it didn't work out well. I was going to well. say, you couldn't, the signal is the issue, is it? Not that you'd be live in the bath. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's my other podcast. Yeah, your After Dark podcast. Yeah, you have to ask for that one, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll start off looking at the in the chat, seeing who has joined us already, shall we? My good lady there, Sharon. It's Monday night, you know what that means. Oh yes, indeed. Oh yes, indeed. Dan Griffin, just when you thought the tone of chain wrestling couldn't get any lower. Mm, that's harsh, mate. That's harsh. I'm mm. looking forward to this. I think this is going to be good. <laughs> Dan Griffin continues. Almost disappointed you're not still in the bath, Andy. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with the current setup. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm naked from the waist down, so there's that. <laughs> Brilliant. That's one for, the, one for the live viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just we hope I ain't got to stand up and fix one of these cables above my head or something because <laughs> that's right at waist height. That is. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Scottish Danny saying evening at CWF and Dan Griffin saying evening Danny we have Fitch here saying Jesus they've let Andy on yes we have yes we have my wife (laughs) saying it's a farmer's convention it is we do all sound quite oor oor don't we now I don't think I actually sound very Bristolian if I'm I'm brutally honest I'm not sure what you guys think in the chat I mean mean, assuming most of you guys have heard me speak before but I don't (laughs) think I am very Bristolian I'm I'm completely sober tonight so I've I think I'm more Bristolian the drunker I get. So um, that's tonight, yeah. I think my uh, I think my accent comes out the more I drink as well. Mm, yeah, no issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know whether your your glorious stubble is banging your microphone there, my friend, or not. Oh, is it? Getting, getting a few pops and fizzes coming out of you. Okay, I'm going to a bit. Yeah, try that. Try that. Yeah, uh, we have Scottish Danny saying it's bang bang chain, uh, which is yeah, spin off potentially. Hashtag only baths. Sharon oh, says wow. and she would be a member of that. I can guarantee she pay the subscription fee. Naughty naughty. Yeah, balls deep in carp. He is. That's a reference to the Doctor Who pod coming out when season two starts. And Dan says, uh, "Only Sai will get that." But all will become very clear when the Doctor <laughs> Who pod season two restarts. And Matt Willis saying, "Oh wow, very Bristolian." Okay, uh, well, I stand corrected, Matt. I stand corrected. Uh, and Fitch is saying, "Is it my internet, or is Andy doing a Dalek <laughs> impression?" <laughs> yeah, you're a bit, you're a bit fizzy, wobbly, and popping noises coming through. So, okay, sounds it's still like coming the mic through now. On, uh, I can't read what that says. Sounds like the mic is on its last lefts. I'm last shooting for last legs. Yeah, yeah. So. Andy is quite crackly, he says, yeah. So we'll just sort of play around with that as we go, see what we can fix and, and go from yeah. there, shall we? 
But yeah, there we go, mate. There we go. So then, I suppose you want to talk to us a little bit about Bang Bang Podcast, how everything's going there. I listen every week and I bloody love it, mate. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, it's, it's going all right. Um, still every week we're doing a different show from a different time period. I'm getting lots of nice guest hosts on. I mean, most people who listen to this show have probably heard, I mean, you guys talk about it most weeks anyway, so it's nice to get yeah. a mention from you guys. Uh, but it's just like a, a general chit-chat about wrestling every week and whatever else pops into our heads along the way, really. Um, and yeah, so we've had yourself on, obviously Mags has been on, Dan's been on, Scottish Danny, everyone really. I've not had Fitch on yet, but um, yeah, eventually I'll get to the end of the list of people and then we might get Fitch on. Um, but yeah, every Monday's in the episodes out today um, about uh, Slambury 1993. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, it's, I like, like, like having a chat with people every week, really, whilst having a drink. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's a good laugh, mate. It's a good laugh. I, I, yeah. I enjoy it when I've been on, and it's, uh, I enjoy listening to everyone else coming on as well. I mean, it's, kind yeah. of, it, it's different now to how it started, isn't it? Because obviously it was the pair of you. It was you and Steve when it first began. And that's kind of how, the, the, I suppose, the format, I guess, that I discovered when I first started listening to you. And it did sort of help, I suppose sort of pushed me towards starting to podcast as well because i was listening to bang bang before i stepped into doing any sh- of my own shows so yeah that was kind of like a little bit of an inspiration as well along with mags sort of and uh, my wife sort of encouraging me to get involved as well so yeah i mean it's, it is a bit different now to how it first started isn't it yeah a few people said that they literally the beginning of it was me and steve uh having a chat in his flat with the we just put the, the tablet down on this kitchen table and we just talk bollocks for as long as Podbean would let us talk, which is about an hour and a half, basically. Right. Uh, and put that out every week with minimal editing, as in no editing. <laughs> so, and Steve only, had, only lives in a small flat, so if one of us got up to the toilet, you could hear the flush going and the, the bowl filling up. And then, yeah, it kind of evolved from there. So we did 50 episodes like that. Steve decided that he kind of wanted to to step away and, mm-hmm. and you know, lead a normal life and not have to talk rubbish with me every week. So from then onwards, I decided to keep it going with a different guest every week, which kind of keeps it fresher, I suppose. You don't have the same conversations every week, although yeah, they yeah. do pretty much have the same conversations every week, but it's with different people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, we're still in contact. He's, uh, yeah, he hasn't changed. He's still, he's still, but in, instead of him being uh, abusive to me on a podcast, he just sends me texts and said, Oh, brilliant. So you get to keep those, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I keep them in prosperity, yeah. That's it. You can print them out, mate. You can print them out. (laughs) Frame them. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there's my little girl popping in as well. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Charlie. You all right? Yeah. She's poorly as well, mate. She's poorly as well. She's full of cold sniffling and sneezing away so yeah not good mate not good but there well, I you might go. Do it. if it is crackly i might take the take the headset off and just talk yeah crack on mate Normally, crack on. yeah just if that talk. helps i don't echo back is the only uh the only potential oh yeah issue, that's but the thing yeah you better try unplug it or try it if that don't work we'll try something else mate no worries at all right can you hear me that's better there we is go is that okay right that's lovely that's lovely i'm just gonna turn you up a little bit because obviously the microphone's a bit further away so you've gone a bit quiet yeah and I'll do that, and there we go. Right. Now I can hear you. You may need to shout a little bit, mate, to make sure everyone at home can hear you, but yeah, I can hear you <laughs> fine. <laughs> I just got my head right close to the screen. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. No, that's a lot better. Excellent stuff. Okay, Glad cool. we got that. Uh, okay, I suppose the best thing for us to do now, I guess, would be to dispose of some awful pieces of crap into the old hall of lame, Andy.
What you got for us there, mate? Well, actually, tied into the episode of Bang Bang, which came out this week, uh, I'm going to go back to 1993. Okay. Um, Ric Flair had made his sort of triumphant return to WCW. Uh, I say triumphant, he got fed up, didn't he? And Vince basically said, if you, you can go if you want. And he, and he yeah. did, he went back to WCW. <laughs> uh, obviously had his no-compete clause for, for a few months, so he was doing uh, his talk show segment, The Flair for the Gold. Uh, at Slamboree, he was uh, touting that he was going to um, reform the the Four Horsemen, the uh, sort of legendary stable from that time. But I think one of the plans was to potentially try and get Tully Blanchard back, but there was still bad blood between Tully and WCW due to his uh, his failed return when Iron came back after yeah, running drugs, WWF and the drug stuff. Of a drugs test and to yeah. do with more money. There's always money in it, one way or another. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so they were kind of scrabbling around for uh, for a replacement or someone to fill in that fourth spot. So instead of, um, obviously on that pay-per-view, as Sid Vicious returning, Sid being a former sort of member of the Four Horsemen, I thought he, I mean, potentially he could, have been a, he could have been a potential person to put in there. But he ended up putting in glamorous free agent at the time, which was uh, Paul Roma. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, uh, Round, round booze and uh, kind of just general disappointment. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That's f- so funny you mentioned that. I literally today read an article. You know, like on on your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed, or certain people pop their article. The articles just appear adverts. And I suppose if you're talking about something as well, these bloody gadgets hear you, don't they? You're being spied yeah. on all the time. <laughs> and um, it was one of these countdown article things. I don't know whether it was for what culture or something like that. And it was the worst to best incarnations of the four horsemen in order yeah and that poor roma incarnation that you just mentioned came in dead last okay yeah i mean i had a bit of a debate on the show with chris because uh, chris bellis who was on the, the our show about slamboree he was not defending but he was like actually he kind of made sense paul roma as a, as a as a horseman because he was a good a good tag team wrestler mm. and if they're going to bring him in to sort of partner up with iron then he was uh, he was a good potential person to put in that spot, but um, I wasn't having it to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's not very horseman esque, is he? You know, I mean, what what, really. are we, what are we talking here? What what are we chucking in? Paul Roma himself, or that incarnation of the horseman, or what are we what are we actually getting shot of? I think Paul Roma. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, well, I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> I did like Power and Glory. They were good, weren't they? Yeah, and I suppose maybe that was the inspiration for the tag team side of things you just mentioned. Because yeah. they were okay for, you know, a fairly decent tag team division at the time, wasn't it? Sort of 1990, 1991 WWF. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe just chuck the horseman in the bin then. No. Whoa, that, whoa, that, whoa. That, that, <laughs> in, that incarnation, that incarnation. <laughs> yeah, chuck the horseman in the bin. Bloody hell. You said that just to get a rise <laughs> at me, didn't you? <laughs> we can chuck the LOD in as well if you want, but. The LOD. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a horseman fan than the LOD, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. more Magsy's department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Roma then. Poor Roma. Very very much so he, he's still he's not that old now is he was he 60 now 61 something like that Paul Roma I mean he can't be that I mean to be fair he had a good head of hair mm. good looking chap yeah. yeah I mean what did um, he do what did he do in WWF apart from power and glory there wasn't anything was there he was in he was like a a bit of a jobber wasn't he he was like a, yeah. a good jobber I think he was never tagged him with somebody I can't remember I'm sure Someone, somebody out there who will remember the tag team he was in before that. He was in 
I can't remember. But I mean, that, that's that was his kind of. I remember him from Power and Glory, and then yeah, yeah, in the t-shirts that they cut off in a little crop top styles, and the sunglasses, that, yeah, yeah, and they kind of, they they you know that sort of cropped cut off t-shirt, the sort of uh, the sort of rocky Balboa style t-shirt when he's running down the beach with um. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's all lurking it <laughs> and the, the sunglasses as well they were cool yeah actually i, t- yeah. I take it back <laughs> poor roma's not going in ah <laughs> no, no, no. oh, fair enough mate fair enough poor roma getting inducted in well not inducted but getting getting entered into the hall of lame uh mm-hmm. via the horseman i guess yeah good shape mate good shape i can't think of anything okay. that guy did in his career that was worthy of staying out to be a power and glory were good for a while but that's because i liked hercules so yeah, I can recommend a good podcast about Hercules. Yeah, I, I, I've heard it. I can recommend it too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bristol-based, I believe. Uh, so apparently so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is, well, to the surprise of nobody, is WCW-based as well. Uh, it's a couple of years before the whole Paul Roma into the Horseman nonsense but it does involve somebody who is incredibly talented and it's not the individual i'm putting in it's this gimmick uh brad armstrong really really talented wrestler did some fantastic stuff especially in the, like the light heavyweight division uh, sort of which was the just before the cruiserweight division and so on and the old nwa days as well really talented guy died far far too young sadly like a lot of these smaller guys who have this ability they don't tend to have the charisma to sort of <laughs> take the next step i guess and he got numbered with various terrible gimmicks and one of them that was quite short-lived for legal reasons which we'll get to in a minute was the brilliantly named arachna man now have you seen this guy mm-hmm. yeah i remember yeah. seeing uh seeing clips yeah very few yeah. clips but yeah arachna man was effectively it was a 1991 wcw creation and it's brad armstrong in a Spider-Man costume, but it was purple and yellow rather than red mm. and blue. And it was awful. And he used to shoot silly string from his hands as part of his entrance to the ring okay. to try and be, you know, webs, obviously. And uh, yeah, awful, awful gimmick. Cringy as hell. Never really did. I mean, it was, it was just, it was absolutely terrible. I mean, those people listening, Google Iraq, the man, Brad Armstrong, you'll see the pictures of it. And the suit doesn't even look like it fits in properly. I mean, if you're going to invest in a gimmick, at least, you know, make the effort to get the suit the right size. But it's not mm. a good look at all. So, yeah, as talented as Brad Armstrong was, Arachnaman is going in the Hall of Lame. They had to stop quite quickly with this gimmick, mind, despite pushing it on television and spending money on the costume and promoting it and so on. Because Marvel Comics were like, mm, yeah, we're not sure about that, fellas. That's very close to uh, very close to Spider-Man, actually, isn't it? And they were going to basically sue them. So they had to drop the gimmick very quickly. And then Brad Armstrong became the wonderful Candyman, if anyone can remember that. And his whole gimmick was giving out sweets to the kids in the front row. That was uh-huh. his gimmick. Mm. Bit, bit, bit dodge. Bit dodge. Yeah. But there we go. Yeah. Arachnaman and poor Roma. Off they go into the Hall of Lame. We've got a few comments in the chat here. Uh, Dan Griffin, Brad Armstrong had all the personality of a dry turd. Yeah. Good hair, good, nice hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good in the ring as well. Good in the ring mm. as well. Uh, Brad Maddox was worse. Matt Willis says, oh, yeah, I like, he never. I like Brad Maddox. <laughs> he never dressed, Brad Maddox never dressed up as a purple and yellow Spider Man, though, did he? You know, so. <laughs> maybe he would have got over if he did. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, we have. Morty here. Holy shit, there I was eating in a beef eater, and Fitch tells me Andy is on. Glad he told me, for it was Paul Ellering. 
<laughs> oh dear. Uh, Morty continues, dropped my cheap ass steak and headed back to the hotel room to watch you in my pants. Excellent. <laughs> I hope that cheap ass steak isn't a euphemism for something else. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope not as well. I hope not as well. Mm. Uh so then I suppose we need to jump to Twitter and have a little look through what we've got there because we did get quite a bit in the way of our non-wrestling topic this week. Following on from last week's topic, which was great returns, great comebacks, great sequels, etc., etc. We're going to look at the other end of the scale this week, and it's the exact opposite. Awful returns, awful sequels, awful comebacks, and so on. And, you know, sporting-wise, uh, anything at all, anything at all. So, yeah, and, and the CWF did not let us down. We got loads and loads of interactions again, so thank you so, so much to everybody there for that. Uh, what I normally do, Andy, is I run through them on Twitter in pretty much the order they come into us on. And if you have anything to say, mate, just uh, just shout it out and let us know, let us know your thoughts. Oh, I would do, yeah. Okay, you're crackling a little bit again now. I don't know what's happening because you haven't got your headset on, though. No, I haven't. No, uh, it's all right. We'll manage. We'll manage. Uh, okay. We've got a little chat there from my daughter. Shouldn't even call that yellow and purple Spider Man. Just call him a weirdo. Well, yeah, Charlie did look a bit weird, didn't he? Fair play. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Dan Griffin, our good buddy Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin21 on Twitter. Says Muhammad Ali coming back to boxing was sad. Retired in 1979 with a 59 to 3 record as one of the greatest of all time, came back a year later and lost three fights in a row and was already a shadow of his former self. Doubly sad given his health problems later in life. I don't remember. Obviously, I know. I know, you know I've seen certain fights that, you know, ITV4 used to reshow some classic boxing late at night sometimes. So I've seen some great early classic fights there. But the comeback where he he lost three fights and looked terrible. I've not seen any of that. Have you? No, not really. No, I mean, I think he did. Uh, like late, late, sort of late seventies, he, he had a few more fights when mm. uh, you know I think mean, he was on probably on hard times financially at that point. So he was sort of coming right. back to. Um, but those fights don't really get talked about for a reason, I think, because they were a pretty sad spectacle, really, of the guy. So, yeah. but that is boxing in, in a way, and it's you know you either go out, you know, as a as a legend or you end up kind of hanging on a bit too long and having one more fight, one more fight. One more yeah. Fight. Th- that whole one more. Well. Yeah. 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 Similar to the way. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you got uh, quite a few people who, who have come back boxing wise recently as well. Haven't you? I mean, Amir Khan has said he's, he's retired recently. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was already retired and then he came back for that Cal Brook fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I, I'm not, I'm not massively, uh, massively you know clued up on all the bo- oh, ricky hatton came back didn't he for a one-off yeah, yeah. you know and it's dangerous to be fair because they're going up against people that you know that they're trained to, to to smash them in the fucking head for crying out loud <laughs> you know yeah but it must be difficult if you're getting tempted back with that because you know these big names still sell tickets or still draw a house mm. and it isn't again it, that's one way it is different to wrestling because in wrestling you come back and have a show and obviously you're not having somebody punch you in the head for yeah for an hour continuously so you know you could probably get away with it, but in boxing, there's very few sort of happy endings for these guys that come back and come out of retirement. It normally ends in a bit of a sad. So like people like Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. was uh, okay. <laughs> That's what Dan just said. It's halted by a message from Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know when we do a Doctor Who pod, there are times when we got to turn the camera off for Dan because there's something okay. to do with the internet. But that doesn't sound like That's an right. internet problem. That sounds like a sound problem. 
Yeah. But it's not too bad, mate. We're okay. We'll get through. We'll, we're fine. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why, something different to what I normally do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I mean, you mentioned that wrestling as well. It, this yeah. this next one this next one is going to cause a a bit of a discussion i think especially if my wife is is still in the chat there uh dan griffin also continues rick flair coming back to wrestle in tna in 2010 to 2012 his send-off at wwe at wrestlemania 24 was superb and then he pops up years later just to do chops and bleed it wasn't fun apart from the woo off with lethal the big thing for me is okay the send the wwe send-off was was brilliant but flair didn't actually want to retire he he you know he was saying that this was kind of put on him by mcmahon so it's a little bit of a different scenario and and obviously he's now talking about coming back well not even talking it's been agreed hasn't it that he's going to wrestle a match at the end of july yeah what, what do you think about that mate is is come back to wrestle in july because my wife has got some quite strong thoughts on this okay yeah i mean again it's one of those things people will pay to get you'll get paid for it you know so from his point of view, if it's there, if he needs some money, then, but yeah, from, from a, you know, from a spectacle point of view, it's quite sad, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. again, it happens to most of these guys, even, you know, the guy we're going to talk about later on, Shawn Michaels, he had his farewell match, which was, you know, a, a good match and it was well handled and everybody was like, oh yeah, that's it. And he was always, oh, I'm never going to wrestle again. But eventually a few quid comes along and even the guys who kind of stuck to it, you know, most stringently, you know, mm. if enough money gets put in place or put on the table, then, then they come back. Yeah. Well, the um, Saudi shows. Yeah. Yeah. And they were abysmal, you know? weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got a comment there from Scottish Danny saying, Sean Michael's coming back for that Saudi show. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't actually watch, I'm, again, as everyone's pretty aware, I'm a massive Sean Michael's fan and I didn't watch that match for so long because, well, what it was in Saudi Arabia and it felt a bit icky him coming back for that, for money and so on. And yeah, that's not great. But then at the same time, so I don't want him to come back and not be what he once was, but the money was there for him to make the return. So that's kind of, I suppose what we're saying, isn't it? Is, is, you know, everyone's got a price, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the flair thing, I think, cause he's been in poor health as well in recent times and it does seem, but if again, if it is handled kind of respectfully, and it is his final kind of match. And, you know, even if it's just sort of two, three minute, four minute kind of job, I suppose. But with him again, you've been in this position before and he's like, oh, this is the final match, final run. Uh, but it keeps kind of happening, doesn't it? Eventually, mm. I mean, the guy will probably end up croaking it in the ring, won't he? Well, this is, he's, he's on record as saying that's what he wants to happen, isn't he? He wants to, yeah. if, if he's going to go, he wants to die in the ring. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine being in the crowd or watching? You don't want that, do you? Not really, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. So, I oh, my wife here saying, commented about that, saying she was feeding the animals. Sorry, uh, as in Ric Flair, he just needs to quit already and find wife number one million. <laughs> and Sharon, again, back in the point you just made, he'll die yeah. in that bloody ring, yeah. Um, yeah, and Morty, Sharon, your kids are in the chat. Don't refer to them as animals. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> They're my kids too, Morty. Calm down, mate. <laughs> uh, you may, you're still breaking up a touch, mate, but it's, it's perfectly manageable. You may as well come back on screen so people okay, have got something, right. no, something nice to look at rather than me. Oh, okay? thanks, mate. The <laughs> uh, yeah, look at the drafts. The six drafts. Is it better than the mic, or do you think? It sounds a bit better like this, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah this, sound, this, this is better than with the headset, yeah, I think. Okay, right. So, uh, last one from Dan Griffin. He says, and as much as I hate to admit it, Robbie Fowler was a flop in his second spell at Liverpool in 2006. Eight goals and 30 appearances wasn't great, but he's still God to the, to the cop. Yeah, I remember him going back and he weren't, he, he's never going to be as good as he was because that first run in the mid-90s, I remember him yeah. absolutely tearing United apart at Anfield more than once, you know? He was a strange guy because in that time, we had a lot of good strikers, didn't we? And he never really played that much for England, probably further. No, no. He might have gone to score for Liverpool. And he didn't really look after himself as well, did he? So when he did come no. back to Liverpool, he was about stone heavier than he was when he left. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But I mean, yeah, yeah. But again, I never very even like with your mate United, he's uh, come back this season. I mean, he's had a good season personally. Yeah. But you know, the ultimately, club. will it will it have worked out? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, as a United fan, it seems funny to say, but I was a massive Robbie Fowler fan back in back in yeah. the mid nineties. I thought the guy was amazing, but he. Yeah. <sighs> I suppose in that era, the, the competition, but I mean, you had Shearer, you had Ferdinand, mm-hmm. you had Sheringham. Uh, Ian Wright was still knocking around, wasn't he? Um, yeah. I suppose Chris Sutton had a couple of years where he was, you know, yeah. relatively prolific. Andy Cole, of course, as well. Yeah. The, the competition for places in, the, in that England side was, was insane in that position, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there we go. Okay, we have here at Niche Guy at OG Blade Job. Uh, he says every single Hogan return since his match with the rock, it's unneeded. And considering all we know about him, how does Harry does business? And also how he is as a person. I really don't understand why he keeps showing up on my TV. It's a detriment to the product and not a selling point. Okay. feels quite strongly about Hogan there. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. I mean, again, I, I get what you mean. I mean. Hogan's comebacks when they first started, fantastic. That music hits great. It's like I was six years old again, you know. But yeah, now we're a bit older, and I sort of know a few things about him away from the ring. It's a bit and it a bit dodge. Yeah, yeah, but again, they'll keep. It will sell a few tickets, sell a few bits of merch. It'll keep getting wheeled out, you know, unless he does anything even more kind of embarrassing to the company that he's already done but mm. until in, that point you know they would have met at Wrestlemania last year didn't they to stand yeah. dressed as a pirate next to Titus O'Neil yeah yeah dressed as a pirate booed. stand next to the black dude and get booed <laughs> that's basically yeah. what happened <laughs> yeah yeah it's a shame isn't it the big orange racist yeah <laughs> James at 80s and 90s wrestling on Twitter he says Watford's come back in FA, the FA Cup semi-final the other year versus Wolves or oh, James is a Wolves fan isn't he Mm. Uh, he says it still hurts. Fuck Watford. <laughs> Fuck I agree Watford. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Music wise, at the drive in, did a few shows a few years ago. Saw them at the Institute in Birmingham. Weren't the best, unfortunately, to what they used to be. Also, shout out to Harold Bishop from Neighbours. Yeah, he, yeah. He, didn't he have amnesia or something? Yeah, they thought he was dead and they found him. He had amnesia, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> wasn't he just like working in a shop somewhere? <laughs> he was, yeah. And obviously, Madge had gone off, and I think I'm not sure if she was married to Lou or she was about to marry Lou Carpenter at that point. So, kind of put a spanner in the works between Madge yeah. and Lou. Look at the neighbours' um, knowledge coming from you, mate. Oh, mate, I could go. Thank <laughs> you. So, so it's, it's ending, isn't it? It's it's ending. It is ending. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that, bud? Twenty years. So. Have you not? Yeah, you can't really complain, can you? 
No, I suppose. You're the reason, no. then, it's, it's ending, because you haven't watched it in 20 years. It's my fault, yeah. It's all your fault. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll jump in the chat quickly before I lose track of what's going on. you got to bear in mind, Andy, normally Magsy kind of does the chat side of things as I'm gas bagging because I, yeah. I, I, I just turn up and fucking talk, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know. So me, yeah. I, I struggle to do two things at once. I'm not very good at old multitasking, so I'll, I'll do my best as, as I can here. Yeah. Uh, Matt Willis says, Hogan is a racist homophobe. Throw him in the bin. The booing at MetLife for Mania 35 was intense. Mm-hmm. Scottish Danny, the great orange racist one, indeed. <laughs> Sharon here saying, oh my God, Lou. Yeah, Lou Carpenter, yeah. Oh, he was yeah. a funny, funny looking bloke as well, wasn't he? he, also, what do you mean he reminded, funny looking bloke? He reminded me. He had like just sort of like the rubbery kind of nest to his face, right? He yeah. reminded me of, do you remember that program Dinosaurs? Yes. With the, not the murmur, you know? Mm-hmm. He reminded me of one of them. Okay. He looked a little bit like one of those dinosaurs. Not <laughs> <laughs> much you can add to that, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose he was a. I mean, all, I'm not. This is a big sweeping generalization, but most Australians look a bit weird, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all that sun. That's, that's the tagline for this week's episode. That is there. We go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> most Australians. They look a bit weird. You can tell when someone, I think, as soon as, again, I, you can tell when someone's Scottish as well, I think. Because of the ginger. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, like uh, one of those hats on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're always yeah. carrying bagpipes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always after porridge. Yeah. yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. Yeah. Matt Willis there saying, Harold Bishop is coming back for the end of Neighbours. Oh, so, wow. I, I heard okay. Scott and Charlene were as well. Might be worth tuning in for that, mate. Oh, uh, Scottish Danny's asking. I can't wait for that neighbours podcast from you guys. It's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I spoke about it, I, and, and so Block H as well. I mean, you know, maybe once I get fed up of talking about wrestling, yeah, I'll, uh, which yeah, maybe neighbours instead. <laughs> I tweeted Rhea Ripley, but she wasn't up for it. No, so. No. Uh, well, she's a bit busy, I suppose. Bloody um, Australians. <laughs> <laughs> all look a bit funny, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't say that to Rhea Ripley, to be honest. No, she get the shit out of you. Yeah, she just crushed my head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all Andy's fault, boo. So you're getting actually Sharon, booed I'm sorry. I'm You're sorry. booed in the chat. Um, not Chris Hemsworth. Apparently, he doesn't look weird. Well, I, I don't know. He's got funny bumps all over his body. I'm just going to get them checked out. I don't know. Who's, who's Chris Hemsworth? He's an actor, isn't he? he Is he? Yeah, I don't know what. Shall what's he been in? Let us know. Oh, is he four? Ki- oh yeah. Okay. Oh, and he's gonna. He wasn't he also gonna play Hulk Hogan? Oh, was he? Oh, he was being Hogan in a film they were making as well, wasn't he? Okay. Was he? Yeah. If you if you Google it yeah. after you get off here, there's pictures of him as Hulk Hogan filming this film. That's not that bloke in Leeds, is it? In the train station? Talking- no, 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 not that. <laughs> no, not him, not him. I, okay. I am right, Sharon. I he's the one who was going to be Hogan, I think. I don't know who Daniel Ricardo is. Who's that? No, I don't know who Daniel Ricardo is either. Matt Willis says there. Daniel Ricardo will be in touch. I've got no yeah. idea who that is. is Matt Willis saying, "Oh, I'm Scottish as well." Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see how many people we can offend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if the signal's bad, I can say what I want. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Scottish, at Scottish Danny on Twitter, we have <laughs> he's definitely <the> worst... weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, worst comeback for me has got to be Undertaker coming back at WrestleMania 20 as the Phenom. I was so into Boyker Undertaker as a kid, and I still remember eagerly anticipating his return as Big Evil. Instead, he had a slow match with Kane, and we got this, and he sent a picture of the Undertaker not looking like the Undertaker, but still yeah. trying to be the Undertaker. Yeah, it was, I, yeah. I liked it. I, I got a kick out of it, seeing the entrance for the first time in years and so on. But then the match quality kind of dropped for a few years, didn't it? Because he did slow right down again. Did he come back with Paul Bearer? Or was that one of those later returns? No, that's right. Yes, because that was one of the big... It was Madison Square Garden, wasn't it, WrestleMania 20? And that was one mm. of the big surprises because you heard Bearer's voice over the PA system yeah. first. I'm yeah, not doing it, Bear- actually. Might as well do it if he was there, but I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah. But he, oh, he's... Uh, he was not in a in a good way, Paul Bearer, was he? He was very, very round at this point. Yeah. Incredibly round. Well, he was quite a round chap, wasn't he, most of the time, but he got round there. Yeah, he couldn't get in the ring, apparently. According to Bruce Pritchard's no. podcast, he couldn't get up the steps to get in the ring. I think he was taller when he was let down, when he was stood up. Not <laughs> yeah. A good, uh, not a good yes. combination. 100% totally round. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Connor No Soccer on Twitter, at Connor Knows. He says, Hulk Hogan's post-WCW purchase returned to WWE. Okay. See, I don't know, because that was the, the, the NWO we came back first, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, looking back, the NWO were, when they came back, I mean, probably two of them were in no condition to actually wrestle, were they? No. Nash was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he looked he looked about 60, and Kip yeah. Scott Hall was, I mean, how, how uh, Austin got a match out of Scott Hall at WrestleMania oh. was, was uh, an achievement. So, I mean, yeah, as a whole, but yeah, I think mean, everybody thinks of that, Hogan coming back that match with The Rock that was good mm-hmm. but then after that he kind of he turned face then the end was like I mean, it wasn't long after that we got the red and yellow back yeah that's right yeah and, and I think that was the issue again and... yeah, oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, 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 I popped for that though when he won the title mate oh that was I, I enjoyed yeah. that as, as for my sins I enjoyed that and then within probably a week of it happening I wish that it hadn't happened it certainly beat did he beat Triple H, Triple H. yeah, Triple H, yeah, and then lost it to the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- yeah. He's he's very bloody. There's much. No, yeah. actually, the Undertaker he just killed him. The Undertaker, but um, but yeah, I suppose. I mean, it was a novelty factor, and then the feud with the Rock, and then but then after that, it kind of felt like he was a bit like you know outstanding his welcome a bit. I think at that point, but yeah, you're right. See, the I NWO mean, coming probably- back, I enjoyed. Yeah. That, that moment at No Way Out, that was cool. And a week or two of it was cool. But you obviously yeah. had you had Hall, who was... He obviously had his issues, didn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Hogan desperately just wanted to turn face straight away. And apparently was you know petitioning for it backstage for a long time. And Kevin Nash's joints were made of Weetabix. So he couldn't function as a wrestler in the slightest. So yeah, it was just kind of... Doom- and they started out in the big show and Booker T. And they dragged Shawn well, think- Michaels into it, didn't they, as well? Yeah, when he first came back, though, that all you wanted to see, it was just amazing seeing those guys interacting with Austin and with The yeah. Rock. The visual side of it was like, wow, this is what we expected when we had the invasion. Yeah. It was this kind of thing, you know, we'd have these, yeah. But then, like, you, like that, that well-known phrase, but then the bell rang. And then yeah. it's actually, um, yeah, they're all quite old and probably haven't been taking that much care of themselves in that year when they were just at home 
collecting their money. <laughs> Earning loads. <laughs> Earning loads, doing nothing at all, apart from drinking in Scott Hall's case, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the whole visual side of it, again, it looked good, them coming back, and then, but yeah, it probably, from that first showing, uh, and No Way Out, and then the interactions with The Rock and Austin, from then on, it was kind of... <laughs> Yeah, it weren't. It weren't heading rapidly downhill. Yeah, it weren't good, was it? No, you're right. You're right. No, uh, Handy T1TF at Handy T1TF on Twitter. He says here, any Dusk Till Dawn sequel, Michael Jordan's return from retirement, the Cars Hall of Fame performance. As for TV, just all of them. Get off your ass and write something original already. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, Dusk Till Dawn sequels. I've obviously seen the first one. Brilliant film. Yeah. I've not, I think I've seen one sequel and it was a bit, a bit naff, but then they made a TV show as well, didn't they? They did. Yeah. I've not seen, I've seen the first one. I've not seen any of the sequels or the TV show. I mean, you want um, to keep it that. Yeah. I mean, and what were the others? Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's know. return. I don't know enough yeah. about basketball to comment on that. No, nor do I. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the cars hall of fame performance. The cars, is that, uh, who's gonna drive you home tonight? Is that the cars? Who's gonna drive you home tonight? I don't know, is it? I think it is, guys. Yeah, 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 okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think that's right, yeah. If they played that, then, obviously, um, there would have been uproar if they sang it in that way, but, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll take, I'll take his word for it. Yeah, I'll go along with him. I'll go along with him. Mm. Uh, we come to the Steve-O section of the show. Here we go. So, yeah. settle, settle yourselves in, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Steve-O says, Terminator 3? To be fair, as a one-off film, it's okay. As a sequel to the incredible first and second, it's appalling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Is, is Terminator 3 the one with the lady, Terminator? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Right. I've seen that and it isn't very good, is it? I don't know. I've seen it. I, I get into quite heated arguments with people about Terminator. I, I maintain okay. the first one is better than the second one. The first and, one's um, fucking fantastic, though. Yeah. Well, the first one's a horror film, basically, isn't it? The first one. Mm. The second one is like a sci fi film, like, you know, he's nice to kids and he's got a personality. Whereas the first one, he's just a relentless killing machine. Yeah. Trying to hunt this woman down and kill everybody in, like, her path. And everything. Um, so yeah, and it's, I, I, mean, I watched that as a kid, the first one, and it was scary. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. When he pops his eye out and washes it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And the second one's a good film, but I always say, and Guns N' Roses, I don't like Guns N' Roses. Fuck Guns N' Roses. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. I got some. No, I don't mind Guns N' Roses. That's, that's yeah. See, I, I saw you seen a film. What is this? Scottish Danny yeah. says. <laughs> Fair point, yeah. Guns N' Roses, I mean, some Guns N' Roses fantastic. But then, yeah. y- Use Your Illusion albums, the double album they did in 91. Yeah. That people rave about. I think it's, it's two albums, it's a double album, okay. right? I think if you actually take the songs that are worth the, the praise that they get and mm-hmm. cut the rest, you can make yeah. that into one album. They were just being a bit up themselves with that because some of that is shite. What was uh, the album with like the newspaper cover on the front? Uh, Lies, that was called. GNR Lies. Lies. Yeah. Yeah. That was like an EP, wasn't that. it? Was that? Okay. I think I had yeah. that on cassette. Um, and everybody oh, had, I mean, 
Yeah, everybody had appetite for destruction and yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah. it's good. I mean, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm being, I'm just being silly, so fucking. <laughs> 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 oh, there we go. Sharon jumping in there. It's because it's a really old film to Danny, saying that I've actually seen something. So, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. When, when did the third one come out? Like, 2000s, was it the third one? Yeah, I think so. Because Terminator no. 2 was 1991, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that, around that time. The first one was, what, 87, 88? Yeah. No, earlier than that was 84, maybe? First one was, yeah, the early 80s, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. It's quite a yeah. gap, isn't it, really, between the first and the second? Yeah, you almost feel like they really, really didn't need to make one. <laughs> <laughs> and, now go- and now they've gone on and made, what, 47 of them or something? Yeah, I've not seen any of the, any of the other ones. Um, no, but... Nah, normally. Most of the films I watch are from the early 80s now, so, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, mate. Uh, Steve continues, season nine of Peep Show. He legitimately detests it. Don't understand what was going on in the head of the writers to create that pile of shite. Um, I like Peep Show. I can't differentiate one season from a different one, though. Mm. I, I, you know, I just I, I don't know what season nine would 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 have been if that was the the one that they made more recently or something. Like that. I'm not sure, but I never really got into Peep Show. Okay, <laughs> I, wa- I watched episodes of it, but it'd be like one of those things which I turn on like more four, whatever, or E four as it used to be. Is it still called E four? Sorry, is that like? Is it still called E four? Yeah, yeah, it's still called E. Uh, if yeah, you ever yeah. want to, if you ever want to catch an episode of Big Bang Theory, that's what you put on because that is literally yeah. all they show twenty four hours a day. Yeah, but it used to be that I catch Peach Show on there from time to time, and I'd see like the old episode, but I wouldn't actually again know what series it was from. Or it's always quite good. But I never actually sat down and watched any of the series or any took real any yeah. sort of notice of it. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. There's moments that. I mean, I suppose in a way it's similar to how I've described Anchorman on this 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 show before. In that, yeah. there are moments in those programs that are so quotable and just quoted again and again and again that yeah. they become quite funny and iconic and so on because of how they're used away from the show. Yeah. As and Anchorman, there's certain bits in Anchorman that are quoted all the time. That are, and The Office as well. The American Office is the similar that yeah. it's probably funnier than actually watching it in the show potentially. And I get the, I get that vibe with peep show sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sharon happiness out there. 84, okay. 91, 2003, 2009 yeah. and 2019. All the years of Terminator film was released. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okie doke. Right. Um, and Matt Willis here. Not so sorry. Okay. Uh, Big bang is also on more for, Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've ever seen the Big Bang. I've never seen that either. I wouldn't bother, mate. The Big Bang bother. theory. No, no, I wouldn't bother. It's, it's, it's funny in places, but it's not really that great. The, I, I, you know, the plus point is it's got that blonde lass in it. So, you know, you've got, so, you got someone nice to look at for half hour. But that's and about it. The son from Roseanne's in it as well, isn't he? That's up. right, yeah. He's the he's like <laughs> yeah. the the main love interest for her, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to watch Roseanne. Yeah, sorry. I used to watch Roseanne. His girlfriend in Roseanne was it Darlene? Yeah, she pops up in Big Bang as well, actually. Does she? Yeah, was she's that, like I a. Like, no, they weren't 
brother, they were brother and stuff. No, that was they were brother and sister. That's a different yeah. show. That is. That's, that's one of your. Show, yeah. that, that, that sort of thing's one of your funny Google searches. Oh dear, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's America, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one with the curly black hair, she pops up in Big yeah. Bang as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not that that's really relevant to anything at all, but there we go. No. <laughs> Steve-O continues again. Recently watched the series, uh, The Fantastic Line of Duty. Season four is unusually poor. The story for that series is great, but unfortunately the actors they use are just not believable enough. Like I say, though, thankfully the actual story makes them makes me forgive them. I've not seen Line of Duty. My wife watches it. And, okay. Um, she enjoys it. I've kind of been in the room when episodes have been on in sort of, you know, taking notice of it. But again, I wouldn't really know what was going on. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Lookalikes Series 3. The first two are goals, but the third is just a sellout to try and be funny and relying heavily on the David Brent lookalike. Fails miserably. I'm not seeing lookalikes either. All right, it's really Max. Max, Max yeah, we're, we're not doing very well this week, are we? It's not... <laughs> no, no. Ah, maybe this is something that, uh, okay. that could tick a box for you. William Regal in AEW, Steve-O says. Anytime okay. I've seen him, just comes across like he doesn't know what to say in promos. Comes across weak, i.e. this last week with Jericho. He was terrible. Just leave the talking to Moxley. It's like Rigor is scared of saying something he may regret. Yeah. Well, when he, when he first came back, he did that promo, didn't he? He got quite lost in that promo. He, was, he went on yeah. to cut one of the matches later on because he went on for too long, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so... Uh, um... He did sort of ramble quite a while. He got quite emotional, didn't he? Yeah. But mm. if you ever listen to any of him on any podcast, he, he does ramble <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> go off on tangents, start talking about stuff, which is, you know. Did um, you hear him on Jericho's? I, I, was, I, I listened to the first one. Again, it's like being at work. He was just going through all his uh, medical problems. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. talk to a patient if I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, sorry, Charlie there saying, I'm going to bed yeah. now, Daddy, just in case I'm asleep when you're done. Good night. Night, night, Charlie. Love you. Sweet dreams. Oh, good night, Charlie. And Sharon there saying the night to Charlie as well. And Charlie saying, Love you. Yeah, no night, Charlie. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Regal, but uh, again, we're really behind on AEW again. And we've got a real nasty habit of doing this. We watch the pay per view and then we say, Right, we've got to watch. Yeah, you know, we've got to watch the, the weekly TV games. We didn't miss it. We used to watch it all the time. And now it's got to a stage where we watch pay-per-view and then it gets to the week of another pay-per-view and we're like, shit, we need to have like a massive catch-up because we've not watched it again. Yeah. You know, and we do that. We seem to do that over the last couple of months. I don't know why why that's happened. I don't know whether the TV is is dropped in quality and that's we're not that bothered or I don't know because we used to always make a point of doing it when, when AEW first started. Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. I don't. I'm not. I'm, I still enjoy it, but mm. um, yeah, I've, I've not been watching it as much as I, you know, as I have as I, as I was. I mean, you feel like you can just catch up. Yeah, couple of weeks before. So maybe it's that the that it's just not that kind of must see anymore. That kind of the feuds are kind of set, aren't they? Like you know, there's the obviously the Punk and Hangman Page stuff, and the kind of feuds are set. So you kind of know the pay-per-view what the matches are going to be so yeah it's difficult keeping the tv interesting in the meantime kind of leading up to that and some of the feuds of people like the stuff with the tnt title with sammy Guevara and his missus and like it was like 
Mm, I not, don't really enjoy that. So right. the stuff, yeah. I mean, it's still, yeah, it's, it's still a good watch most weeks. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't feel like you have to kind of watch it as much as it used to be like you kind of want to stay up, up in, uh, up to date with it. Whereas now it doesn't yeah. seem that important to do that. I don't know why. It used to be, it used to be quite a big thing for us because I, I would either be not working or home from work by the time Charlie would get home from school. And that yeah. used to be our, that used to be our Thursday night thing, which she'd get in from school, straight away, run upstairs, get changed, grab her, grab her a bear and get her jammers on and whatever, run downstairs. And we'd sit down and we'd watch dynamite every Thursday. Yeah. You know, because it was on the on-demand on the fight app and so on. I mean, Sharon actually says there in the chat, Charlie started secondary senior school, so maybe that changed because the timing, homework and all that as well, I suppose. But yeah, it's funny because yeah. it was it was for so long just a, a regular thing we did, you know. So yeah, a bit of an odd she one. Grew there up, we go. She grew up, mate. No, that's it. Yeah, one she's, day we she's, she's 13 <laughs> yeah. this year, mate. That scares the crap out of yeah. me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, Steve-O also says. All of the ex WWE in AEW, uh, Regal, in his opinion, just doesn't fit there. The In Betweeners 2 movie, again, another Hollywood cash out, had so much potential, but sold out. And for me, when everything against its simplicity and just seemed to be a parody of itself, yeah, the second one didn't quite do it for me either. The, the In Betweeners TV show was good. The, yeah. first, the first movie was decent, I suppose. The second one, yeah, I weren't a big fan of that. No, I've not seen either of the films. No, no. yeah, it, it it takes a nosedive off off after this after the TV series. I think, mate. There's not many good. I mean, because it used to be the thing back in the old days. If you had a successful sitcom, they'd make a film out of it. So, but there's not many that are much good. On the yeah. on the buses film was quite good. <laughs> on the buses, bloody yeah. I'm sure it was a porridge film. There was, there was yeah. Um, are you being served abroad? I think. Uh, oh, I didn't um, know that one. I didn't know are you being served at had a film. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And obviously, only fools and horses. They they did like their their Christmas ones were always kind of like feature late, weren't they? So yeah. Um, like when they went to Miami and stuff. Hmm. Bottom. Mm. They they did a film at bottom, didn't they? As well, guest house, Paradiso. Okay. So I that don't think I've seen good. that. No, I'm a buyer. I know the live. So. I know they did the live ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt when, when you, yeah, Dad's Army films were well, Dad's Army films were terrible. I I saw yeah. them, but a long, long time ago. And I used to quite like Dad's Army. I can't really remember if they were any good or not. To be fair, the films <laughs> not. probably not. <laughs> Dan Griffin will be watching them in the next sort of six to eight months. I'd imagine. Yeah, his, yeah. You know, forty years ago. Catching, catching up with us tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve O'Hare says, off the top of my head as well, for a wrestling one, Legion of Doom, specifically LOD 2000. I personally didn't like them anyway. Admittedly, only ever seen during this Attitude Era run, but still, this short stint in 2000 was a complete waste of time. Okay. Yeah, I can get I that. agree. And <laughs> was, is that the one where Hawk fell off the... That was after, the... that was before, wasn't it? So that was... Okay. So that was that the hawk fall, having a his issues with drinking drugs in real life, which had turned yeah. into a into a storyline. That which was would end with him attempting to kill himself. Apparently, that was sort of late nineties. Then he came back with the LED two thousand, which was sort of sort of ninety nine period. That's when they came back and they cut their hair. Yeah, they had like buzz cuts and Sonny yes. was the manager. Oh, Sonny yeah. at that time though. 
Oh, I mean, mate. Yeah, yeah. But still, I was a big Sony still... fan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that, not so much still... now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she's got that in my estimation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole killing people stuff is quite bad. Isn't yeah. It? I mean, she's had a rough. She's had a rough few years. Yeah. Um. But even Sonny couldn't save the Legion of Doom in my eyes. <laughs> no, no, they were gone. No, and then we've I mean, got the whole Heidenreich thing as well. Yeah, I mean, actually, he's my probably my favourite member in Legion of Doom. Heidenreich. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god! Kensuke Sasaki when he was teaming up with Hawk in uh, Japan. Yeah. That's my two two Legion of Doom favourite members. So if they um, would have over. And draws, yeah, draws, yeah. yeah. If, if, so if 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 Kenzuki Suzuki and Heidenreich, if their timelines could have crossed over, yeah, and they were the Legion of Doom, and Hawk and Animal just rode off into the sunset, you'd have been happy with that, yeah. That's it, yeah. In my eyes, that's the the true Legion of Doom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Managed by the ventriloquist dummy, whatever his name was, Rocco. Rocco, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just was, but still on the bike from SummerSlam '92 with Sunny riding yeah. the bike. He had more personality than the two of them, anyway. So. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you can get hold. You can get hold of Andy at Bang Bang Podcast mm. on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to, if anyone wants. <laughs> I'm completely. I've, I, I, I just a, a mild disclaimer. I think I've got sunstroke. So, right. Things I might say tonight might be. I'm not. I'm. On, I'm drinking diet coke. Okay. Purely diet coke. Nothing else in there. I went to a football tournament yesterday to watch my girls play football. I caught the sun. And then I had quite a few drinks last night, celebrating the <laughs> fact that Liverpool did win the league. <laughs> yeah, with a lot of my Evertonian friends. So yeah. Uh, so you're feeling worse for wear, mate. You're feeling worse for wear. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm perking up a bit now, though. So yeah, because this all the this all the sugar from the coke, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and and all this wonderful Heidenreich talk. Yeah. <laughs> Heidenreich's yeah. Heiden- favourite member of Legion of Doom. Bloody mm-hmm. hell. You're going to get some heat for that. Scottish Danny will ruin me. Will he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. His era, isn't it? Scottish yeah. Danny's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh dear. Um, Steve-O finally says, just thought of some more. Die Hard Four and Five. Awful. 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 Uh, Kick-Ass Two is really poor. Dumb and Dumber Two. What were they thinking? And Afterlife Series Three. I think Afterlife is shit anyway, but Series Three is just a fucking joke. Never seen Afterlife. No, again, my wife watches Afterlife. I watched the first sort of two or three episodes with my uh, with my old man, uh, and then he died. <laughs> it's not funny, but right. I, I'd never actually gone back to watch it again because I was like, because uh, it's quite sad anyway. Afterlife, mm. and I was like, I don't really want to go back and rewatch that because it'll get. I'm, I'm a quite. A, I watched. Well, speaking of comebacks, I watched the new Ghostbusters film on the weekend. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I've not seen it. Is it any good? It's all right. Again, does it really need to be made? I don't know. But but I had a couple of drinks. I was watching that, and uh, I cried. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take oh. much to start me off, to be honest, with a film. Yeah. So, yeah. There are certain things that always make me cry. That doesn't mm. matter what. You know, it, it, no, like the wife has the, the episode of Friends when Chandler proposes. The wife will mm-hmm. be crying at the at the very beginning of the episode just because she knows what episode it is, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. The end of Quantum Leap, 
not every time, but quite often when it says, you know, oh, I'm not, I don't want to go into it because Scottish Danny says he's not seen the ending. He doesn't know how it ends. But yeah, okay. I get I get a touch of most there. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert on a TV show that ended in like 1993 or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. I've not seen that. No. Mm. no I, I did. I did watch Dumb and Dumber 2. And it was shit. It was shit. Okay. It was rubbish. Yeah. Uh, Kick-Ass 2, I've not seen, so I'm not sure about that. No, not me. Um, Die Hard 4 and 5. Now, obviously, Die Hard's one of my favourite films. I love that. Yeah. 5, is that the one that's really silly and he, like, jumps off something and lands in a helicopter and it's, like, ridiculous? I went to see... How many... What was the most recent one? Was that, like... Was that 5? Yeah, I think so. I went to see one at the I, I'd imagine, I'd imagine, you know, five is probably more recent than four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> that, that was the last one then, five, was it? I, I think so. One, I'm, I'm not, yeah. The first one, yeah. And then the second one. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the first one is up in the um, tower, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The second yep. one is. Is that to do with an one. airplane? That's Jeremy Irons, the second one. Is that the third one? They've got the, the they've got the the my last in memory of the second one is that they they shoot that they change the bullets out for blanks, don't they? Okay. In one scene. And I don't know why I that stands remember. out to me so much. I can't remember. Um the third one I think the third one's Jeremy Irons and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, that's right. And then I don't remember. Maybe there was two made in the last sort of 10, 15 years. Um, I'm not sure what my point is. To be <laughs> <laughs> but when I went to see the cinema, it was all right. It was like, was like was Shia LaBeouf in one of them? Or I made that up? Oh, doesn't he play his son? Yeah. I yeah, I went okay. to the cinema to see that one. That was all right. Yeah, I, I didn't go to the cinema, but I have seen that. I remember, yeah, it's, he was, I think he was his son. Mm. Mm, yeah okay mm, um yeah mm. uh, <laughs> uh matt willis here messaging uh via whatsapp the last one we have for this evening he says worst ever comebacks uh roy hodgson as watford manager should have stayed retired okay um, express city manager roy hodgson uh, hasn't he just managed everyone though at some point yeah he managed us when he was just before we we well we pretty much went bankrupt in 1982 and he manages just before then Roy Hodgson. Okay. He was probably 50 then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really strange looking young person, Roy Hodgson. Like, I imagine he was. Yeah. He looks like he does now just with like brown hair. Basically. Right. And he's got a but, sort of, um, he's got like a witch's nose, hasn't he? Because it sort of comes out and then points down. But again, delving into, this is quite, so we, um, in eighty one, we managed to get the. It was so Nottingham Forest won the European Cup. We beat Malmo in the final, and the manager of Malmo was an English guy. And we were, I think, we were in Division Two, so in the Championship. Okay. And we managed to get the manager of Malmo. He was an English guy. He came over in uh, to manage us because we'd not long come out of the what the Premier League would be now. This is on our way. We got relegated from the Premier League Championship. League One, League Two in consecutive years, went all the way down the leagues. Um, right. And we got this guy who was a Champions League uh, finalist team manager to come over and manage us. And he was a disaster. 
but his assistant manager was Roy Hodgson. <laughs> so oh, when he okay. left, Hodgson took over, and um, he was a disaster as well. But right, so he's managed all over the world, Roy Hodgson. No, in yeah, Europe, in yeah, he was manager of um, Switzerland in the '94 World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was quite funny when um, Watford got relegated. I think they played Palace, and he got like a stand ovation for the Palace fans. He went over to the Palace fans and gave a big clap, <laughs> and he just fucked <laughs> down the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't care. I'm got, my contract's up. I got paid anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Willis continues. There's a few in Formula One. Michael Schumacher took three seasons out after winning 91 races and seven world titles. Scored a solid, solitary podium on his return, somewhat tarnishing his legacy. Mm-hmm. Alex Zanardi returns to Formula One in '99 as the double reigning American Kart champion with Williams. He was so highly rated that his teammate Ralph Schumacher, brother of Michael, was told if he got 60% of Zanardi's points in the 99 season, he would get a year's contract extension. Ralph finished fifth in the entire championship, picking up three podiums and nearly winning at the Nuremberg Ring. I think that's Nuremberg Ring. That. Right. Zanardi scored zero points and was sacked at the end of the season. <laughs> Fair enough. And Nigel Mansour made several comebacks which were unsuccessful in Formula One. But in 1995, he tried to make a comeback with McLaren and he couldn't fit in the car. Yeah, too many burgers, Matt, but he couldn't fit in the car. <laughs> he couldn't fit in the car. Oh, dear. That's that's embarrassing, isn't it? He can't fit in a bloody car. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, quickly anything, jump... Anything I know about the Nürburgring, that's where he used to have... Uh, do you remember on MTV in the 90s, they'd promote this concert from Germany, Rock Rockham Ring. Remember yes, that? it was like a metal yeah. thing. That was yeah, that's it. Ring. Yeah, because I, I used to quite like that because I used to go to Download Festival fairly often, not every year, but for a period fairly regular, and that that was roughly the same time of year as Download Festival in this country. So yeah. you could always kind of figure out what the lineup was going to be for Download because yeah. they'd all be announced over in Germany first. So then you kind of sort of start guessing who was going to play over over here. And yeah, it was quite handy knowing that lineup as well. Like, yeah. 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 But they got it better over there. Their music goes on to like three, four in the morning when I had to do that here. So. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I know nothing about Formula One, really. I remember Nigel Mansell and um, uh, who was the other English guy? Damon Hill. Yes. Damon Hill, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Apart yeah, from that, that's from my I don't know much about Formula One either. I watched the last that's race fun. of the season, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, watched, I watched the last race of last season. That was quite exciting, but yeah. I don't know masses about it. My brother-in-law's mad on it, like, but I, I'm not massively clued up. So, mm. yeah. In the chat, we have Matt Willis saying that may be the hottest take ever, worst ever hashtag bad cop moment. That's in reference to your Heidenreich being your, your most favourite. <laughs> member of <laughs> I'm joking Matt I'm joking he says he doesn't want to be on bang bang now <laughs> Sharon here says she won't watch Afterlife because she can't stand Ricky Gervais and I, I find that quite common I find that people either think he's brilliant or they yeah. can't stand him there's no sort of middle yeah. ground is there no she's quite a polarizing character isn't he Ricky Gervais mm, yeah 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 um Let's have a look. Sharon also says she cried a lot whilst watching the last season of The Last Kingdom. Have you seen that on Netflix, The Last Kingdom? That's no. good, man. That's worth checking out. Yeah, that's okay. a good, that's a good, yeah, that's good. Uh, and Dan Griffin asks the question Didn't Hodgson also manage Inter Milan? Yes, he it, did. Yeah, twice. Yeah. And he's also in charge of Udinese for a little while as well, mm-hmm. I think. 
Um, and Liverpool. Then, yeah, Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that, went, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, you got any that stick in your mind, then, bud? Any um, terrible comebacks? Well, I mean, I think there's, there's a few musical ones, aren't there? Like, yeah, I can remember the um, Stone Roses. They came back after uh, they had a bit of a falling out with most of their members and did like a gig it ready, which was legendary, like horrendous. Um, and there's a few musical ones. I saw the Sex Pistols. Well, to be fair, I saw the Sex Pistols in '96 when it came back. Okay. And, um, at Phoenix Festival. And to be fair, it was at the time, but I mean, again, I've probably been drinking for about nine hours before it came on. <laughs> and we just got thrown around by a load of old punks, basically. I was only, well, 96, I would have been 18. So, yeah, we just got beat up by some punks for two hours. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but again, was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably was actually. Yeah. That's before we met. So, it probably yeah. was him. Yeah. Just kicking the shit uh, out of you at a pistols gig. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few, again, like football as well, there's a few. People going back to their old clubs, that sort of thing, and um, yeah, but there's there's loads in a wrestling as well, and oh, boxing, yeah. yeah, yeah, but none particularly stick to mind, you know. Um, like, I mean, well, obviously, Minder being a being a case yeah. point when they tried to bring that back a few times, yeah, Shane Ritchie, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah, there's loads, but yeah, any 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 that you've got that are. Um, yeah, uh, musically, I suppose, is the, the ones that really stand out to me. Um, last week, I said about Motley Crue getting back together in 2005. I went on the world tour and it was fantastic. They'd actually got back together the first time a few years previous to that and released an album called Generation Swine. And it was yeah. fucking dire. It was awful. Yeah. And yeah, and they've, they've got back together again recently. And one of the pictures I used on Twitter to, to sort of put forward this non-wrestling topic is of the lead singer Vince Neil. He looks like shit. Imagine if I dyed my hair blonde yeah. and I, I still had my big belly and, and I was still a big fat sweaty dude. You wouldn't <laughs> want to see me fronting Motley Crue, would you? You know? Well, that's no, what Vince, no, that's well, what Vince well, Neil looks like. So yeah. <laughs> uh, the original attempt at Guns N' Roses coming back. 2000, oh. 2001, something like that. The guy with the KFC bucket on his head. Yes, okay. bucket head. Yes, bucket yeah, head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Axl Rose was incredibly overweight and had dreadlocks for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and they performed on some award show, did a couple of songs, and he was yeah. out of breath after about two lines. That was not a good look, was it? No. No, you know, that wasn't a good look. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it, really. Musically, it's kind of all the bad ones I can think of, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember um, going to see uh, like a reformed version of. Well, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to see uh, Block Party in a few weeks, and now okay. they've, they've kind of it's, it's basically the lead singer Kelly and another you know sort of four or five band members. So that should be quite good. But again, yeah, there's a few bands I've seen which have sort of made comebacks, and you think, yeah, they should yeah. be bad. Yeah, yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Chesney Hawks at Minehead and he was amazing. So it's oh, okay. always well. the case. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at the time, my friend, I think we should really crack on and probably talk a little bit of wrestling because believe it okay. or not, we are a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! All 
Okay, winning the poll this week, much to my disappointment. Well, on one hand, my disappointment, because my option didn't win. I wanted to watch Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe from TNA in 2006. But no, that didn't win. Everyone wanted to stick with WWE, as always. I mean, people are so uninventive, aren't they? So unoriginal, (laughs) you know? Nobody ever wants to go back to 1983 and watch Barry Windham with me, do they? No, I may well, you know. But no, we are heading to 2003 and we're going to Seattle, Washington, Safeco Field Stadium and WrestleMania 19. And it's Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Uh, A a card WrestleMania 19 with a lot of good matches. A lot of Mm. good matches. The second half of this show is very, very good. Hogan versus Vince is far better than it ever has any right to be. (laughs) <laughs> Brock versus Angle before Brock decides he's going to try and kill himself is is a really good contest and I think sometimes we forget how good it is because Brock does try to sort of spike his own neck through the through the canvas you know yeah. you got some really really good stuff on that show but to me maybe showing my hands a little bit early but to me I think this is match of the night on that event well I mean we covered when I was we were doing the little sort of Christmas specials uh, Scottish Danny suggested a Hogan Vince match to go back and watch. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean yeah, that I mean that match again is again it's got no right to be like you said, it's got no right to be as good as it is. <laughs> that Piper Vince, come back as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But Vince at that time period was uh was great, wasn't he? Yeah. His, yeah the facial the blood and facials. yeah and the whole build-up to that as well, would it be in the whole story of Hogan and Vince and, like, had a kind of uh, parted when he went to WCW and the steroid mm. trial and all that sort of stuff. And um, uh, So, yeah, that was good. I've not seen the Lesnar-Angle match for a while, but I do remember it being incredible. Yeah, that was... Oh, um, Austin and The Rock. I forgot about Austin Rock. Austin and The Rock, yeah. The last one, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that was bloody brilliant as well. yeah. Yeah, oh, this is a good show, man. I might actually watch I more did, of this. Um, I was watching. I did stay watching after this match. Unfortunately, when I got to see the uh, lingerie, <laughs> no, the uh, the cat fight thing between uh, uh, some un- Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, well, you got before, but um, <laughs> yeah. So that that seemed a bit. Obviously, that was very much 2003. Yeah, 2003. Yeah. yeah. That's very much of, of, of its time. Yeah, well, actually, no, Stacey Keebler and Tory yeah. Wilson, wasn't it? And yeah, I said it really wasn't very much of its so 2003, not 1974. <laughs> but that's what it, kind of, <laughs> it felt like, but um, but yeah, but this match is yeah. Again, I didn't really remember watching this match again since I probably watched it the first time. So watching it again, you forget how good both these guys were at this point. Yeah, absolutely super. I mean, I think Shawn Michaels in in this era. He had a run of WrestleMania matches that are just absolutely fantastic. This was his first Mania back after coming yeah. back from his back injury. And then you think that this was 19. So WrestleMania 20 was the triple threat main event with Benoit and Triple H. That was incredible. 21, mm-hmm. we covered last week because he wrestled Kurt Angle. That was superb. He had a fantastic match with Cena around this time as well. And then you start getting into the Undertaker matches and all that sort of stuff. Oh, such a yeah. great, great run. But here, yeah. here, there's still question marks over Sean a little bit for me. Like, can he go, can he really go it on the bigger stage? And because a lot of the matches he's had up to this point, t- you know, on pay-per-view are kind of 
you can get around not being as good as he once was because you had the 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 the, uh, the, the no DQ match at SummerSlam when he first came back. So you got all the bells and whistles, the the, the shortcuts, yeah. the weapons, and all that. The Survivor stuff, Series, yeah, yeah. Survivor yeah. Series was the Elimination Chamber. So again, he's surrounded by six other blokes, five other blokes, sorry. So you can get away with a bit there. And then it was the Royal Rumble that he was in, and you know. So this is to me the first real proper one-on-one match where we get to have a look and see how good is Sean actually still. And I, I think they tear it down, Andy. I think they're absolutely fantastic here. I mean, did you watch yeah. the the video package at the beginning of the match, sort of the recapping the feud? Yeah, so I went back and watched a bit of the kind of stuff leading up to it as well. So mm-hmm. I've, in the video package, it showed the kind of the, the way Jer- Jericho had been saying it, how he looked up to Shawn Michaels and always wanted to be Shawn Michaels. And yeah. then actually decided he wasn't going to be the next Shawn Michaels. He was going to be the first Chris Jericho. Yeah. I <laughs> went back and watched uh, the Rumble when obviously he, was, he won a he won like a battle royal, didn't he, Jericho? And he could pick his number in the rumble and because Shawn Michaels is number one, he picked number two just so he could prove that he would, you know, he could match Shawn Michaels' achievement of winning the rumble from, you know, from the first two. Yeah. And then him and Christian put a fast one and end up, he ends, he ends up just killing Michaels in the rumble and just chucks him out like the, the first person out. See, I was devastated when that happened because in me, the, the big Shawn Michaels <laughs> yeah. mark I am, I'm thinking Sean's going to win the Rumble. He's going to go to WrestleMania. He's going to win yeah. the title. <laughs> that, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's impressive, really, for the story because well, that would have been Michael's first Rumble back. Yes. And what was the Rumble before? I mean, I can't really remember him. So obviously, he wasn't really in many Rumbles after he became champion, was he? I can't um, remember him being in... Because he defended the title it, most of the time, wasn't he, at the Rumble? He won it in 95. Yeah. And he won the Rumble in 96. Yeah. 97, he beat Sid in, in yeah. the, the Dome in Texas in the main event to win the title. Yeah. 98, he wrestled Undertaker. Yeah. So he wasn't in the Rumble then. And then he, no. he missed 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. So yeah, this is his yeah. first one. Yeah. So you're right, yeah. Yeah. So it's a big commitment to have him basically mm. go out straight away. That's part of the storyline leading to WrestleMania. Because again, most people are thinking, you know, he's coming back. You know, he's synonymous with the Royal Rumble. He's going to have a good yeah. run. And they uh, think actually now we'll, you know, there's a better story if he gets put out early by somebody and that will lead to a match at WrestleMania having him going all the way and, and doing really well. Yeah, so. it, it's something they repeated a couple of years later with the whole Kurt Angle one as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it works. It works. It's great. It, 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 it's... I lo- they call it Raw Rumble season or WrestleMania season, don't they? I love the way that, especially back in this sort of time, you were guessing who was going to face who and waiting to yeah. see who the Rumble winner was and then how the other storylines were going to take place. And and some of the storylines and, and some of the, the story writing, I guess, in that time frame, at that time of year, in these sort of select few years, I think it's really, really good. And I think it's a shame that we don't tend to get it as good now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because they must have had that. Because again, the rivalry started before the Rumble, mm. so that would have been sort of December, January time. So then, they must have had this match in mind for the Rumble, sort of four or five months in advance. Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that happens these days, is it? No, really. <laughs> they might no. have the main event lined up, possibly. Um, but apart from that, there doesn't seem to be much kind of thought put towards 
uh, a long-term sort of story leading up to these big events. I mean, I'm sure next year they've probably got an idea of what they want to be the main event of WrestleMania. Mm. Um, but then they're like, actually, we'll just get to it however we can. We haven't got a road sort of planned out that way. It's just we'll just yeah. Kind of I think as well now it's it's the brand, isn't it? WrestleMania sells itself. WWE yeah. sells itself. It's not like your, it's not like the late nineties, early two thousands when when you're you're tuning in or you're buying your pay per view to see what Austin is going to do or to follow yeah. the Rock's title challenge or whatever. It it's because I mean, when I still would I would tune in for individuals and particular storylines, but I think to the younger generations now it's a case of it's WWE. It's just kind of what they do as opposed to needing that 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 definite hook that i suppose would have got me watching i I guess yeah yeah and again you don't really i mean i keep up with it i don't i haven't watched it for probably over a year wwe Mm. uh, on tv but if you just follow the twitter accounts to show you everything that happens so you don't really need to watch the you don't need to watch the program do you you know no no so so there isn't that you don't really need to get you know, people hooked into watching the show storyline. You mm. need to point them in the direction of the, the interesting things that happened, and then you know, if you if you sign up to the network, whatever, you buy the merch, then fair enough. But yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, we get a mention on commentary about some cameras being around the ring because they're filming WrestleMania the movie. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is that like maybe yeah. a documentary that came out on the network or something? I, I don't remember seeing that. No, 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 I've got no, no recollection of that at all. No, a bit of an odd one. Uh, Jericho comes out in his usual, you know, his usual music, his usual entrance and so on. Uh, Jericho's music, obviously he uses Judas now. Banging. I reckon it's a banging record. I reckon it's great. Yeah, yeah. This is like really symbolic music for him, isn't it? This WWE music he had for so long. What do you prefer if you had to pick? <laughs> well, I mean, I like I like Judas now. Yeah. Again, you couldn't see if if similar to with Cody with Cody going back to WWF. I don't think I'd be surprised if WWF. I mean, he could bring that theme with him, couldn't he? He could bring Judas with him, but I'd be surprised if they let him have that if he came back to WWF. Or he could or just stick with his old mm. old theme. Um, yeah, I mean, I prefer. Yeah, it is a classic theme. You know, the old uh, yeah. and the whole kind of countdown and that sort of thing and. 
Yeah, it, but it seems seen in AEW, it'd be weird if you had that music in AEW. AEW seems to be separate, and that's that's Judas. And but WWF mm-hmm. is always synonymous with that entrance music. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Judas. Yeah, and me. I, I lean towards that. I love that record. I think it's really, really good. It's I've seen Faulty Live. Yeah, have you? Oh, wow. Yeah, and they opened. They were there was a double bill. It was Fozzy and a band from Sweden called Hardcore Superstar, who were like I know Hardcore Superstar. Yeah, yeah like glam sort of eighties yeah. hair metal kind. Of, that, that that was it. Judas was it. Like so, uh, Shawn Michaels has some confetti guns for his entrance that he's yep. trying to blast out into the crowd, and they don't quite go to plan. A couple of them don't go off and don't uh, don't work. But Shawn, the professional he is, I suppose, um, goes along with it, pretends to cry and, and so on. I suppose he carries on as best he can. Yeah. And then the match starts and it's, it's a wrestling match. It's not a brawl. It's not a fight. There's, it's a big rivalry they have, but they're not starting by, you know, being anger fueled and wanting to kick the crap out of each other. It's, it's a wrestling match. We have headlocks, we have arm drags, we have head scissors and, and all sorts. Don't we? It's not like, you know, some of these blood feuds where they just start scrapping, it, they're, they're wrestling, aren't they? Yeah, well, I kind of played into the, into the storyline of the feud, didn't it? It was Shawn Michaels sort of trying to, you know, prove himself against this younger version of himself almost. It's a mm. prove that he could still kind of go and still keep the pace with, with Jericho. Um, and there, yeah, the way the match started, they were kind of going move for move, weren't they? And yeah, uh, Michaels was being cocky and Jericho was getting wound up by him and Oh, when yeah, he slides that... across the turnbuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that kind of cockiness that I, I really like about Sean Morgan. Ever since I was a kid, when, when Sean, even when Sean was a heel, and he was just yep. this horrible, conceited piece of crap. For some reason, I thought he was wonderful when I was 10 years old. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's interesting to think, if he would never come back, what his legacy would have been. Yeah. Because he kind of redeemed himself in a lot of people's eyes over the next sort of 10 years and then after he came back. Mm. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, he had a good run, but by the time he lost to Austin, he was like so badly beaten up and he was, and then the kind of, at the time it was like, he's never going to, he's never going to come back. Mm. Um, but then again, he probably did a lot of good because of all the, you know, the well told stories of how he was backstage in those days. Um, before he was out with his injury. And then he seemed to do a lot of work of kind of repairing his reputation and that kind of thing, especially in the eyes of the fans as well. In the next sort of 10 years, he was putting on matches with all these great guys, putting people over and kind of actually cementing his legacy as, as one of the all-time greats. Whereas before he probably would look to have as a bit of a, he had a few good years, but in Germany, he was a bit of a twat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his backstage behavior is quite well documented, isn't it? Um, yeah. To me, there's there's a couple of different sections of Shawn Michaels' career. To me, you have obviously the the Rockers stuff is 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 what it is. But then you have mid card heel Shawn from when the Rockers yeah. split and they had a few IC title reigns. Yeah. Then you have then you have babyface main eventer Shawn from like '96 and, and so on, when I think he was putting on some of the best matches you could find in the United States. Yeah. And, and effectively carrying that company on his own because he was surrounded by the likes of bloody you know, Viscera and whatever the guy's name, Mabel's name was before Viscera, wasn't it? And all yeah, the, yeah. And, and there was plumbers and, you know, the goon was still running around and there was a dentist and all that sort of nonsense. Yeah. And then you had DX, Sean. And then you have this run here. Hmm. And 
I think you're right. If this doesn't happen, he's looked back upon completely different. Because even though, even though some the matches he had, especially when he was you know babyface main eventer, Sean in the mid nineties, some of the matches he put on was fantastic. Even then, his attitude stank. Mm. So I think you're right. I think he's looked back upon completely different if he doesn't have this run here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, you kind of forget the over the duration of his career. Like you said, it's very different, kind of the different segments, different. Mm. Um, and the, I mean, he's probably, he's probably a different person outside of the ring as well through those sort of 20, 30 years. Actually growing up and maturing and turning into a a reasonable human being by the end of it. So less drugs as well. Less drugs. Yeah. Less yeah, hair less as well. No, less hair. Yeah. 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 He is. It's not a good look yeah. when he had sort of had it all go in and he kept the, you know, but I have said to the wife that uh, yeah. I have said to the wife, I mean, I've said to the missus that when I start going bold, obviously it's going to go here. I'm just going to do mm. what Shawn Michaels did and wear a hat. Yeah. Like all the time. Okay. Right, because yeah. so, so I don't lose this, right? And but she said that's never going to happen if I start doing nonsense like that. She's just going to cut it in my in, in my sleep, just <laughs> hack it off. <laughs> I mean, you're looking completely normal walking around Gloucester in a cowboy hat. <laughs> well, no, I'm not necessarily saying it would be a cowboy hat, <laughs> <laughs> I could just wear a hard hat all the time. People think I just work on a building site, yeah. You're in the village that, that, people. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cowboy hat, uh, policeman's hat, yeah. uh, hard hat. Yeah, I, I could, you know. Yeah, like a red Indian headdress. Yeah. yeah, oh, that'd be the one, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. be the one. Just just popping into Aldi's or whatever, all the feathers coming off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon there in the chat saying, you know, I do have a cowboy hat. I do. I do I'm have sure a you do, mate. I'm sure you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <sighs> eventually the match kind of settles down into a bit of a rhythm. Shawn Michaels quite early on uh, uses a figure four, which is always, you know, gets a few woos from the crowd. Uh, the lad, they end up fighting outside as well quite early on. And Jericho puts the walls of Jericho on Shawn Michaels on the outside of the ring. Now, obviously, he's not going to win the match by doing that. No. But this is a funny one for me because it's the same move, but people seem to react more to that being on the outside than the inside. But it's the mm. same move. And you'd get yeah. this quite a bit, don't you? Like when people would put on a figure four or a sharpshooter on the entrance way, the crowd go mental, but it's the same <laughs> bloody move. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially outside the ring, because you're on a mat anyway, aren't you? Yeah. It's not like if you were on metal, I suppose, it might hurt a little bit more. I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. but... And you're not going to win. You can't win it out there. No, no. That's very so... true. He hasn't fought this through, has he? No, he's not, mate. He's not. No. Have a word for yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Jericho starts working Shawn Michaels back as most of his opponents in this era did for obvious reasons uh, there's lots of big suplexes a real nasty looking backbreaker as well he kind of bounces with the canvas and, and Shawn goes up and down over his over his leg that looked really vicious yeah uh, it's quite handy to have like a, an injury yeah and that can be played into your matches and your storylines like oh yeah you know notoriously he's got a you know, like with Kurt Angle with his surgical repair neck, whatever. Yeah. You can play into a match, can't it? That someone's all, you know, he's attacking that, his specially oh. made metal plate in his forearm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old Lex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Matt Jackson had a back issue, didn't he? And they strung mm. that out in Japan for like years. Yeah. And it, but it, it made sense. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it was quite logical in their storytelling. So, 
Yeah, use it if it's, if it's, if it's there, yeah. then you know, as long as you're not yeah. actually genuinely attacking someone, screwing them up. <laughs> yeah, uh, we also, after that backbreaker, get the Jericho foot on the chest pinfall attempts don't we where he stands there and flexes now yeah. obviously he never he never wins a match like it but i always get a kick out of that because again it's just the yeah, arrogant, yeah. conceited side of things isn't it it's just brilliant you know yeah yeah uh sean hits a big ddt to sort of take control for a little while before y2j hits the sean michaels kind of flying forearm and then does like the sort of nip up onto his feet and hits that sean michaels kind of bicep pose where he does with the fire go off and gets booed out of the building for it but again, I thought this was fantastic. It's just such good heel shit, isn't it? Yeah, and it is kind of, it's, I mean, it's basic kind of storytelling as a heel. And if you're in a big match against somebody who's, you know, a big rival and, you know, quite famous, to do this sort of stuff, to take the piss, to be like, yeah. you know, mocking, it's an easy way to get a reaction out of the crowd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think the, the visual here is good as well because Sean nips up behind him as he's doing it. Yeah. I thought that was quite... You know, I criticize, I'm very critical. I'll tell you what, actually, speaking of that, I'm very critical of WWE and the way they film things and their production and so on. Here, obviously, that was a great camera shot for a start. But something I noticed as well is how, how the place is lit. Mm. It, you, you can see it's a big place. You can see it's a big crowd. But it's not like now. If you watch a WrestleMania or something, now it's just so bright. Mm. The the ring posts have got lights on them. The, the, the arena's got lights on it. It's just so bright. And I think it's watching this i wish they'd go back to that do you know what i mean yeah i can remember noticing that when we when I, me and scottish danny did talk about the the hogan vince match about how mm-hmm. the the crowd was lit during this wrestlemania it's one of the things next i think with AEW, they changed that recently they you know i think they always went for a darker kind of ringside area with the crowd but i think they switched the lights on recently as well to make it mm-hmm. a bit more bright in the in the crowd um, it's one of those things. Like, old NXT used to do that, didn't they? Old NXT, it would be completely black. You couldn't really see the crowd. And obviously, yeah. black ring as well, and the sort of black and gold apron and ropes and stuff kind of made it feel a bit more, I don't know, just... Um, I, I suppose it makes it look smaller in a way. If you, if you can't see the on the outside, what you can't see you're in mm. like a massive stadium. But it's, it sort of concentrates your focus more on the actual ring. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, I think. When you've got all the lights, it's it's too much for me sometimes. Like SmackDown no. is, is obviously blue and white is the colour, isn't it, SmackDown? Yeah. So it's all incredibly lit and clear yeah. and, you know, it's a bit it's a bit much. And you get the constant camera changes as well, mm. you know? And speaking of the crowd, um, Dave Mercy was on our show at the start of this run of the series. He was in the crowd and he puts up a sign with his name on it. <laughs> you see a guy put up a sign saying Dave Yule. David Yule. What, in, on this? That is... Yeah, 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 that's him. Oh, why? Yeah, he was ringside for this match, yeah. Brilliant. I'll have to go back and look at that. As he oh, tells amazing. me, every time you speak, basically, he mentions it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant stuff. Uh, from Sean nipping up, uh, we, we get a bit more brawling, a few more moves exchanged. Sean goes for a moonsault from the top rope, uh, gets a two-count with that. Jericho gets a near fall as well with a Northern Lights suplex and, and a neck bridge. Um, and then he goes for a Frankensteiner. Uh, sorry, Shawn Michaels goes for a Frankensteiner and it's countered into the, the walls of Jericho. And I thought that was really, yeah. really good. That was that was cool. That was excellent stuff. Yeah, he sort of catches him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Through and he turns it into the move, yeah. 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 Um, Jericho then starts, I suppose the term is tuning up the band. He, he's again mocking 
uh, mocking Michaels in in a way, doing some of his signature spots, I suppose, setting up for for the super kick, which he misses. No, he doesn't. Sorry, he hits that one, doesn't he? For a two count, yeah. he hits that one, and then eventually Sean is going. For, and this is another spot I think was really good heel stuff because Sean goes for an elbow drop from the top rope, and Jericho in desperation kicks the referee into yeah. the ropes, which makes yeah. Sean crotch himself. I thought that was really yeah. clever. It is clever, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know who. I imagine they put this match together with the aid of a of a producer. Or whatever. I don't know who the producer was, but the spots were really well worked out. I and mean, you've got two mm. two of the best ever to do it having in the ring, which helps. Yeah, yeah. But little things like that are like, yeah, they're really quite clever. And you think, oh yeah, that actually, if you were in that position and you were desperate and you were like a crafty heel. And that's actually these ideas come up into his head. I'm going to get out of this. I'm screwed. Like, oh, actually, no, I'll kick them out of the arse. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. that's kind of all I really want from when I'm watching wrestling as well. I want it to make sense. I don't want to be taken out of the moment by something that's a bit ridiculous, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sean does... Jericho joins him on the top rope, gets pushed off, and then Sean does hit that top rope elbow drop, which is, I think, it's one of the best top rope elbow drops going. I think it's absolutely superb. Yeah, it's a good one. It is, isn't it? Um, Sean then misses his own attempt at sweet chin music. Uh, We go into the wars of Jericho and Michaels gets to the ropes. And Jericho here is fantastic. We talked about the facials of Vince McMahon earlier on. Jericho here is almost crying with frustration and slapping the mat. And I I thought that, because again, that tells a story. He's getting frustrated because he can't get the win. He can't get over the line, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. He was good as a heel at this point. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he was amazing, Jericho. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's, he's good. Whatever he does, I think, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah. that, he's one of those that, that bracket of real top elite kind of, you know, top yeah. class, isn't he? Uh, um, as he's having his tantrum, though, he turns and he, he just basically eats a super kick straight in the mush for <laughs> for a, a, a two count there. Um, Sean is then, you know, fired into the reversal happens, and Sean is fired into the corner. Um, he flips out of a suplex attempt, lands on his feet, and then gets this kind of odd-looking backwards roll-up with his feet in Jericho's armpits kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a weird sort of rolled-up cradle kind of effort and and, and, and wins the match out the blue. And yeah. Again, that's something else I really like because I get annoyed. I think WWE have kind of conditioned people to think this way. A match has to end on a finish. A match has to end on a finishing move where some of the best matches of all time, I mean, Steamboat versus Savage at WrestleMania 3, that ended on a small package. You know, it yeah. just takes th- it takes three seconds. And I think that's um, part of wrestling that we, we've we lost now as we've gone through the years. D- does that make sense? Hmm. What, 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 what move did Ric Flair win in most of the times? Well, it weren't a figure four. <laughs> it, weren't a figure four was it? <laughs> it was generally a roll-up or a small package, wasn't it? You know? I get, uh, the thing is, is when you're when you're booking the show, you don't want, you know, you don't want three or four small packages finishes on the same show, do you? No, or like no, two or three, no. So it needs to be put in the right place. But it's definitely, I mean, it's a believable move. Mm. You can catch someone with that, and you, you know, you you pin them with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, most heels, you know, a lot of heels would win by that way, wouldn't they? Or you know, like the, the when you'd have the smaller champion like Brett. I mean Brett when he beat Diesel, when it, that was that was the way he beat Diesel when he had that yeah, that's right, yeah. small package. It's like, well how is he gonna get him in there? He can't get him up, he can't lift him, he can't 
put a put the sharpshooter on him because his legs are too long. So he managed to catch him in the small package. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Yokozuna at WrestleMania ten, he yeah. rolled him up, didn't he? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good. I blank, I just just that. Memory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Well, effectively, that's it. We get we get a handshake moment, which turns into a hug, which turns into a kick in the balls. Again, it's a brave move to not give. You think, oh, Shawn Michaels wins. We're going to get 10 minutes of him celebrating afterwards with the crowd. Mm. And you think that's what's going to happen. And then Jericho comes over and they sort of hug. You think, oh, yeah. And then Jericho kicks him in the balls. So, yeah. I mean, again, that kind of it puts Jericho over a bit more, I suppose. It reinforces yeah. him as a, as a you know, nasty heel. Because, um, again, if you look back, he, what, the year before, was, was it him in Triple H at WrestleMania year before? Yeah, Jericho? yeah, 18, yeah, because Triple H came back that, from his he injury, didn't he? Really didn't he? do a lot. They had, like, the brand split not long after that, didn't they? And mm-hmm. he was kind of shunted off, but he wasn't, he kind of just disappeared from the world title picture pretty much immediately after WrestleMania. Yeah. And then wasn't really kind of featured that heavily in main event stuff up until this feud with, with Jericho. Um so, but yeah, he he was on a run here of having obviously he had Triple H, and the year after this was him in Christian, wasn't it, with the Trish? Yeah, so, that's right. Yep, yep. So yeah. he had a, a good run of WrestleMania matches as well, kind of around this period. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, I think what they kind of, I suppose they they made the decision fairly early to go with Triple H as being the kind of dominant sort of heel character. But look, I mean, they gave, you know, obviously when Jericho won the undisputed title, Triple H was injured, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would have been interesting if Triple H would have been fit at that point if they still would have gone with Jericho. Um, There's also the other side of that as well, the, the, the invasion angle. Yeah. Triple H missed the whole invasion angle. And I always wonder yeah. what where he would have fitted in. Yeah. Because obviously they had Austin turn heel and they had Angle turn heel and all that sort of stuff. To, yeah. to sort of strengthen the, the 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 alliance, I suppose the WCW side of it. But yeah. I wonder where Triple H would have fitted in in that story because he missed the whole thing, didn't he? Well, that was a, that was a bit like it was very similar to when you guys were speaking about last night about uh, sort of comebacks and twists and things like that. After the alliance, after the um, that storyline finished, the invasion storyline. That kind of afterlife was like, well, that whole year has kind of forgotten. And yeah. Triple H missed all that out anyway. So he was quite lucky, actually. So things just kind of reset back to normal after that sort of storyline finished. Mm-hmm. And we we're back to the, you know, we had the, the, the brand split and that sort of thing. But yeah, Triple H probably didn't, you know, he probably, he was quite lucky he missed that out, actually. Yeah. For his career. Yeah. But, He'd have ended up jumping ship and I imagine oh, yeah. going to the Alliance side, wouldn't he, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah. You'd have thought, wouldn't you? But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 19, out of 10, what are we thinking? Oh, I give it an eight, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. Really, I mean, a, a, a good match, two of the best ever at WrestleMania, told a story. Yeah. I, I give it an eight. See, last week, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, I gave a 10. I, I went all in on that. That was one of the <laughs> best matches. I, I loved it. I loved this as well, but it's not quite yeah. as good. It's not quite as good, so I think I'm going to go over nine for this one. I think I prefer this to the ladder match they had a couple of years later. I think this okay, is the was better it. match. 
I, I also remember that feud they had later on where he ended up throwing him through the Geratron thing. That's and it. He, he punched Shawn Michaels' wife in the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> During the feud. But that was, that was like 2007, 2008 sort of time, wasn't it? But mm. yeah, I mean, that was a good, that was a good feud. But again, it's two guys who are, you know, you're always going to get good value yeah. in the ring and outside the ring with these two guys. They're both a good promo. They've both put on amazing matches. So you're kind of onto a winner, aren't you, with these guys? You put them together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, mate. Uh, I suppose then we want to know what we could potentially be looking at next week or what I will be looking at with whoever is sat in the hot seat there, whether I hope yeah. Mr. Mags is back or whether we rope in another guest host or whatever we do. Uh, what have you got for us, Andy? What, where do you link to from this match? Well, I'm going to go to... Well, actually, we spoke about AEW a bit earlier. So I'm going to go to um, Full Gear 2019. Uh, gear, which yep. is Cody Rhodes versus uh, Chris Jericho for the AEW world title. Which was a, a good match with a, with a yes. surprising heel turn at the end. Surprising yeah, in, you can't remember the guy ever actually being a face in the first place, but he was a face <laughs> weekly. Uh, yeah, so that's what I picked for next week. Ah, see. That, yeah. We, we've not done hardly any, I don't think we've done any AEW on chain wrestling, actually. I'm not sure we've done, we may have. We may have done one or two matches, but I don't think we have. But yeah, I mean, that and Cody is very topical at the moment as well, isn't he? With him jumping back across to, uh, to where he was in the WWE, but yeah, Jericho versus Cody, full gear 2019. That is yeah. a great shite. I've not watched that match since it happened, so I'd be really interested in going back okay. to, yeah. to check that yeah. out again. And my little girl's a massive Cody fan as well. She she just yeah. thinks the guy's great. So that'd be but she yeah. oddly likes Stardust as well. Oh, I think everybody loves Stardust, and it was good Stardust. I I don't know about everybody, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie loved Stardust. I mean, that would have should have been. What should have been that? What five, six years ago? So she'd have been six or seven. Probably but longer than that. Yeah, yeah, Stardust. She thought was great. Oddly, I don't know why she sort of. I don't know, but there we go. But yeah, okay. Well, so I mean, there we go. Like, he was better than kind of, you know, bog standard Cody Rhodes back then, wasn't he? I liked Cody Rhodes that would put the bag on the ugly people. Oh, he was great then. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, in his mustache and his. Uh, yeah. Face mask. Dashing like, Cody Rhodes was it? Was that was, was that the? the yeah. Le- yeah, and yeah. even like the stuff with Legacy that was good as well with Teddy Biasi. Yeah. But when they kind of when they done the thing where they were feuding with the Shield and it was Dusty, Dustin, and Cody against the Shield in those matches, that was good. But when after that was done, it was like, well, if he's not going to feud with Dustin, which I think was what the everybody was hoping was going to happen eventually, and they're going to have a match at WrestleMania, it's like, well, what do you what do you do with him? 
Yeah. Put me face painting. Prancing around the ring. He's another one, I suppose, like Drew McIntyre and and so on, who have had to leave, go somewhere else, mm. sort of reinvent themselves to come back, haven't they? You know? Yeah. I'm not having it, though. At the minute. You're not. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I liked him in, again, in AEW, you kind of think he needed to, he doesn't want to be a heel, does he? I don't think that's his, like, big thing. Yeah, yeah, he wants and to be. And in AEW, if he wasn't going to be a heel, then... Yeah, he had to, and it obviously got off a lot of money to go to the WWF. Now they kind yeah. of put him up as now like the the big star of the show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. You're not having that. Not not having having that. It. It's still stardust to you, isn't it? <laughs> he's great. He's great, but like, yeah, I'm not having him this though. Yeah, it's no. still ultimately again. It's still just Cody Rhodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know what you're getting to. I know what you're getting to. Okay, so Jericho versus yeah. Cody Rhodes, full gear 2019. Up against that, then on the poll this week, I'm going to also use Chris Jericho as the link. I'm going to go a couple of years back from the match we've just watched and actually watch a match that's, you know, influences a lot of the things we've literally spent five, 10 minutes talking about, funnily enough. Uh, I want to go back to the May 21st. 2001 edition of Monday Night Raw and watch a tag team title match main event between Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin and they're facing Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. This is the match where Triple H injures himself but what spiked my interest in this was... I read, again, earlier on, reading these articles and so on, I was online just killing a bit of time. The one that followed on from what I read before was greatest matches in Raw, Monday Night Raw's history. So I clicked on it and scanned through, and this was mentioned. And, of course, Jericho's mm. in it, so I could link to it quite easily. But this was yeah. up there as, apparently, this individual who wrote this article had this listed as the greatest match in Monday Night Raw history, but you're not allowed to talk about it because Chris Benoit's in it. So I was like, okay, I remember it being good, but was it that good? So I'd like to go back and have a little look. Yeah. I mean, that was an interesting time period, wasn't it? Because you don't know mm. how that storyline would have played out with Austin and Triple H kind of going forward. Your two-man um, power trip, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah, I remember that match being pretty good at the time. Yeah. But again, yeah, you don't, it doesn't get spoken about because of... Uh, because of uh, yeah, the, one individual. Yeah, Stevie Richards, yeah. Yeah. So those are your options on the poll this week. You have Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes from AEW's Full Gear 2019, or you have Triple H and Steve Austin versus Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho from the May 21st, 2001 episode of Raw. The poll will be up, as always, later in the week, sort of just after the audio version comes out, just kind of really when I can remember to do it, because I quite often forget, <laughs> which is bad, which is bad form, really, because the show's literally fucking based around that poll. I don't understand why I keep forgetting, but it is what it is. It'll be up at the end of the week. Um, <laughs> Andy, do I let everybody know whereabouts they can find you online and your show and all that good stuff? Yeah, sure. So I'm at Bang Bang Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show in all the all the usual places you find podcasts. There's a Facebook page, but I've not been on there since probably late 2020. So right. there's not really much on there. <laughs> there's, not much on there. there's a few pictures of like random stuff up there. But yeah, don't worry about that. I'm actually on TikTok now, but I haven't actually done 
nonsense. <laughs> it's only because Mags was banging on about it. So I made him the cane. And um, yeah, so I wouldn't go and follow us on Twitter talk. So there's not, not really much going on there. The show is out every Monday. Uh, this week we did Slambury 1993. Next week we're doing um, uh, Elimination Chamber 2015, which was okay. Owens versus Cena. And Owens' first match in sort of main WWE. Um, and what was the world title? The world title match was Ambrose and Rollins for the world title. Which I is, can't I remember. Said, no, well, that's, you know, like the gif of Seth Rollins who's making that yeah. face. That's what that match, that comes from that match. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good for the audio audio listeners there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll know what Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know, yeah, they know which gif I'm on about. He's making the kind of shocked face, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be out next week and yeah, shows out every Monday forever, pretty much. So go back. We've got loads of back episodes talking about different wrestlers and then there's um, a few Q&A shows we did when it was me and Steve. Uh, but yeah, you know, to find us and yeah, thanks very much, mate, for having me on. Yeah, I'm on soon, aren't I? You are on soon, yeah. Let me get my spreadsheet out. You're talking about, but I think you're talking about some peak era NWA yeah, some some proper old school NWA, WCW. Yeah. So great to the to the shock of absolutely nobody. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a few weeks' time, I think. So yeah, so that'll be great. Obviously. Yeah, you have to fire me a message to remind me, mate. I will, mate. <laughs> make sure, make sure you make sure I'm kept in the loop because I forget all the time. I forget. Let you notice, mate. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Okay, brilliant stuff. You can find me on Twitter at SJP Words. And on Facebook, there is a group there, SJP, all the shows and info. And those are sort of your, your main two points, I guess, to get links to all the shows I'm involved in. Uh, you have obviously this show here on a Monday night and the podcast version comes out later in the week. Uh, more wrestling based stuff, I guess. I look back on WCW show by show, week by week with our good friend Scottish Danny on Nitro Nights. That comes out every uh, thursday i think <laughs> but if science fiction or time travel is more your bag uh, then there's a couple of shows i do there as well i am involved in the waiting room a quantum leap podcast looking back on quantum leap one show at a time with our good friend benny mac and dan griffin and i look back on doctor who quite regularly just finished our first season season two is coming back very very soon with the doctor who pod uh yeah there we go but most importantly i guess you can find this show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling. Uh, again, Twitter is your best bet, really. I don't understand how some of those other ones work, but there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been an absolute blast, Andy. Thank you so, so oh, much mate. for filling in, mate. I've had a great time. Um, you probably feel now after sunburn and hangovers that you need sleep, my friend. I've got university in the morning, so yeah the mature student that you are yes very mature yeah, <laughs> yeah. Extra, extra mature yeah extra mature oh yeah. there we go okay then so i guess uh, i'm off now probably to watch the rest of wrestlemania 19 because it just sounds like a bloody good show doesn't it i will speak to everybody next week andy thanks again my friend Ta-da. thanks mate take care cheers guys thanks bye down at ashton Gate, there's gary J and the red red robins too if they win or if they lose, we'll follow them through and through. I spend a little time on a Saturday, and I'm ready for anything. Spend an hour or two in a bloody dirt queue to get in the ground and sing. Come for the Bristol City, soon for the boys.